Ozil puts one up. Seville go header. Go! I mean, he takes it on one foot and he slaps it home on the other one. Hey everybody, welcome to Views from the Bridge, your second favorite Philadelphia Union podcast, as I've been calling it for the last month. Uh, I'm your mathematically proven to be most of the time host, Evan Valella, uh, joined by, uh, well, the the usual suspects, uh, plus one tonight, so that'll be exciting. Um, joining me as always, or most of the time, uh, the dad of the podcast, Justin Ashcraft's here. Hey, hey, what's up? I'm, I'm yeah. good, man, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, daddy. Yo, what's up, Dad? Um, you should have got that. On the, you should have got that on the back of your jersey. Oh man, no, it's not happening. I'm gonna DM Robbie and make it happen. Oh my God, um, replace everyone's here, names with Daddy. No, no, just not yours, Paul Catrino Jr., who is here. No, nah, I don't need that. I don't need that in my life. All right. What if what if we get Junior put on the back of of your kit and then we have Daddy and Junior? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. no, there's a vision here. I love it. It's I getting love it. weirder and weirder. Also here, hopefully he actually says words after I say his name. It's Chuck Booth. <laughs> and he oh. doesn't say words. <laughs> oh That's my god! Yeah, you just set me up to fail. That wasn't fair. Mm, yeah, no, fair. no, I didn't. You did. No, I didn't. You did. <laughs> All right, we have to figure out what works for you as far as we have, realizing what I'm going to say. We have had in. ones that have worked. We have had ones that did not work. I, I really don't think any of them have worked, Chuck. Yeah, I'm not too sure, man. I, I think it's always too long of a silence, and then and then you start. Talking I'm on your I, I'm on your That's side, Chuck. Thing. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, Do we need to send you a treat? To like, get you to <laughs> jeez, S- semi man a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah. Hey, that guy that you just heard, uh, you, I mean, we, you probably know him as El Parcero or uh, El Dupero, perhaps. <laughs> it's uh, it's our friend uh, John Zapata's here. What's up, du- man? Dupero's, Dupero's, guys. Always a pleasure hopping on views from oh, the bridge. Always Thank nice to you have so you. And damn it, that's how you you do words after <laughs> I say. Your name and introduction. Of the I'm podcast. just, I'm Chuck. just honestly excited to join Views from the Bridge. To be I hope you quite think. honest, <laughs> oh, flattery will get you everywhere with me, so that's a good start. <laughs> um, speaking of good starts, let's talk about Brendan Aronson. Hey, how about yeah. it? How about it? Right off the bat, not only proved himself in that friendly that the Union played against Pumas, which did not do anything besides. Prove that we can beat a Mexican side's U23 team, more or less. Um, yeah. He had a nice little uh, nice little assist and is playing a decent game, as far as I can tell, uh, for the U23s right now. I mean, can we talk about the goalkeeper oh. in the first half, too, throwing a shutout? Yeah, sure. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, Burr. I mean, we could talk about Burr. the other two home runs. Uh, what, Mark's there and, and Matt Freeze is there? Yeah, Mark starting the center back, too. That's uh, my center I back. Saw, I That's my center back. <laughs> Austin Trusty yes. also got in that game, so 
play. All, all yeah, four yeah. of them played. Four for four, baby. Well, I like that. I love it's it. Very good to see. Uh, no, Fontana's a, a guy that uh, that we've been back and forth on. Well, not that we've been back and forth on, but that the organization has seemingly been back yeah. and forth on since March. Um, coming into his own right now with the goal against Pumas, and then you know he hits a he hits an assist in this game. Um, I don't know who tweeted out, but someone said that he's going to be the first person that the club makes a profit on. I mean, uh, I don't, they already made one on Derek Jones. That's fair. Yeah, I, I think they. Meant I think more they're setting their bar a little success. higher with this but. one. You know, when they say a real profit, because yeah, you know, imagine how much of that goes to dead money. But on that's going to be on it. But you really think Fontana's going to fetch a higher fee than one of the center backs? No, a, not right now. And I don't think it's. I don't think it's higher fee. I just think it's who's going to go first. Um, but man, even that's, that, that's mm, tough. To, it's really, it really is. I think it's it's either him or McKenzie, right? You would think. Maybe Freeze, but I think it's I think it's either. I mean, Freeze Fontana turned down Man United to stay in the area, so. Yeah. I don't. I don't think um, that's really his goal right now. Yeah, well, and then you got to factor in. I mean, how many more years does Harris have realistically? How many more years does Ali have realistically? Like, if you can hold on to Fontana and Aronson for even, you know, three years to get them to twenty-three or twenty-four, that's probably not a terrible idea. Yeah, and, and you're looking at that age <laughs> to make a profit off of them. You're talking pretty big figures if they're coming into their own like they are right now. You know. Yeah, it's going to be very important for the uni to not fall, you know, be pressured into selling one of these guys just because, you know, mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. to make a profit off these off the youth that we have. Okay, yeah. So, you know, uh, hopefully they make the right decision, but I would not rush to sell any of these guys. But if I honestly had to pick one, probably Brandon Aronson only because he's been getting so much hype from the MLS and from the U.S. national team mm. this season. So if I had to pick one, my money would probably be on Brandon. But I'm with you guys. I would love to see these guys here for a while. Hopefully we can win some hardware with these young kids. <laughs> yeah. Enough to convince them to stay around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chuck, I feel like you're contemplating. Um, I mean, realistically... I don't I don't see any of the homegrowns leaving like within the next year or two. Um, mm. because if you're looking at players who are being offloaded due to sale reasons, first is gonna be Kai Wagner. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. are probably a tie between him and Fafa Pico if we're Fafa's and then Fabian's linked with Chivas. But Fabian's uh, not he's not going to be a sale. We're not going to make any money on I don't him. I don't think he goes it, to Chivas to be honest with you guys. If it, and if yeah. he leaves it'll be some mutual contract termination with one of the many clauses and we'll just wash our hands of the money and sign Montero to a long-term contract. I like that. Which is With so many clauses, perfect. do you think Tim oh, We are starting this podcast <laughs> off with some good jokes. <laughs> No. It might have been. <laughs> it might have been. 
That was probably the worst reference I've ever made on anything I've done. Evan, Evan, please, if we're going to call just... I know, I know. It's the first person to point out his... His downfall. Evan, if we're if you're gonna call Justin mm-hmm. the dad of yeah. this podcast, you need to leave the dad yeah. jokes to yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Marco Fabian being sold to nobody. Um, this, this, this is the thing with Marco the Chivas. The, like, he has to take a discount because you know Chivas aren't gonna pay. To maybe a million dollars, but we're talking about a Marco who's deaf. We've all seen it. Marco has absolutely lost his step. And is Chivas, you know, Chivas are fighting for, you know, championships in Liga Mekis and also CONCACAF Champions right. League. So are they going to really right. overspend on, let's face it, a veteran player who's lost a step? So I don't see that happening. And on the Fafa thing, if he leaves. He, I think he, I see him going to Mexico. I think that is like the realistic spot for him. Um, I think he fits in that league perfectly. But you know, you guys know I love Fafa and I don't want him to leave. But I think that would be the most likely spot for him so, to go. So he goes he so he can leave. beat someone be up in fine. Mexico. <laughs> yes. Well, he can do the yeah. sunset choke it down in Mexico. You know, that would go make the fans go wild down there. People would actually understand yeah. what that is. Though. Instead of you guys asking me. They'd be like, oh, that's a dare. Yeah, we can, well, sorry, maybe not understand, but, like, there'd be a higher percentage of people in the stands that can physically, like, force their bodies to move that way. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly not some of the people that show up to talent. I think mm. uh, Fafa and I, before he leaves, have to do a, uh, a salsa class tutorial. We'll have to come up with something. That's what they should do. That's, that should be a promotion. Dance lessons. Fafa and Sergio. We'll do it like right after the game. We'll all meet in like we'll meet in the parking lot. We'll just have a little little dance uh, <laughs> dance floor there, and we'll just do some tutorials. Quick, easy stuff. It'll be easy. It'll be nice. So, is this your pitch to the union marketing team for Latino Heritage Night? Tim McDermott, have... you got my email. <laughs> you know where to reach me. Yeah. Let's do some salsa. Okay. Come on, vamos. Salsa dancing with Fafa and Sergio. <laughs> Ooh, with very good. with yeah. Fabinho yelling at you in the background <laughs> to dance better. Fred Fred's available. Clever's around. Hey, don't right, sleep this... on Mark McKenzie's moves. I know you guys saw that. Mm, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Many a Twitter video have shown that he can dance in air quotes. Not that I'm one to talk. That here, is key but... in contract negotiations. If you can dance, you look good celebrating goals. Then you're marketable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that, Paul. Thank you. Yeah, you learn something new on this podcast every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Paul, did you know that white men can't jump? Oh, snap. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of Woody Harrelson movies, let's talk about the zombie land that was Energy Stadium for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is what happens when the union don't play a game. I know. I baited you right into it. Oh, man. I mean, they they played a game, just not not an important game. It is. It is. I get way too much time to work on my transitions. They, they played they, a game. No one, but no one was there. If 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 a snake kills a puma in <laughs> an empty stop, stadium, stop, 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 okay. stop, stop. All right, all right, guys. Do we need the? Do we need to keep having these friendlies? No. <laughs> well, unfortunately, no. <laughs> they're supposedly a money grab, but since um, tell the that first to their nacho got, sales. The, well. 
let's remember that the union were supposed to have a real friendly that got canceled and got replaced with this Pumas game that no one wanted to play, no one needed to have, and is just ridiculous. So, uh, okay, so just from seeing, because just from seeing like the Puma section, it seemed like maybe they had a little bit more than when DC came here. I don't, I don't know how many fans exact came to Talent Energy that were Pumas fans, but it looked a little bit more than DC's. Am I right or <laughs> that they couldn't that's get them? I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. For, on DC's end. It's like that, <laughs> pretty shitty. They, they've had it bad enough over the last month, guys. I didn't know there was a big Pumas following in Philadelphia. But, the, but that's the thing. Like, it's not really a big club, so it's kind of hard to attract Mexicans right. in general when, you know, we're bringing yeah. well, Pumas. I mean, like, no offense to Pumas at all. But, I mean, I w- if I didn't have to work, I would be down at the game. But I can understand why people wouldn't go. You know, I get it. It's just not that a, a well, mark. You're, you're not going to draw like a big Liga MX club at yeah. this point, right? Like you're not going to get a Chivas or a Club America or like a Cruz Azul. Yeah, they're not going to come here for a for a meaningless friendly. And I mean, Devil's Advocate. All right, you won this one. You build some momentum. You get some guys that are maybe going to be fringe players in the next couple of games, some minutes, and Fontana shows well and what have you. But I, you know, like the Palace friendly in 2015 or whatever was cool. And like, it's nice seeing like English teams or even, you know, like, like high quality or high level talent come over from, from different. We had, we had Frankfurt um, last year. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, not that, that Pumas are, are a bad side. It's just like for, I think part of it too, is the amount of like cross branding MLS and Liga MX are going for. This doesn't feel like a unique matchup necessarily. Yeah. Yeah, because that could easily be a League's Cup matchup next year. Right. You know, that's just... They could become a casual opponent given the growth of this league and the connection between the two countries, domestic leagues in general, you know? And you're absolutely right. It's just... it. It's gone down in the past couple of years. Like, you know, Frankfurt, That's that was fun to kind of see those guys come over. And you have, like, that step up of the European appeal because they're clearly, like, the hierarchy of soccer runs through Europe. Like, there's no question about it. And to see that talent want to come over and try to beat your best is a good draw. But, like, you know, it's... Liga MX side, and it's yeah, not. <laughs> but guys, here's the problem too: is here in here in Philadelphia. Obviously, you know the Union want to attract other fans, right? A lot of these fans mm. are fans of the big clubs in different countries, and it's tough for right. a team like the Union to say, "America, come here," or even if you want to look in Europe, mm. Manchester United, Real Madrid, guys, you want to come here and have a friendly. Like that's Forget tough because that. that's you know money that I don't know if the Union really want to spend for a friendly. So it's 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 definitely a tough spot for the union, but I you know I commend them for trying. They've definitely been, just, been like trying different things over the last year, but you know some things just don't work. It happens. I would love to see like Benfica or something come over, or like maybe not one of the like top top dogs, but you know a bigger club, Galatasaray, Argentina or Portugal or something. Well, Galatasaray. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, please, no Turkish, no Turkish soccer fans over here, please. Oh my God, they're insane. What are you? What are you trying to say, dude? Gal, have you seen those? Derbies out in Turkey. No, they are pretty nice. They are, yeah, but I mean, that's not how not they work be. in the U.S. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but we like, need that in the U.S. Do you really? Do you really I've want? Been, I've been, like, to, army I've been of to the USA playing Turkey. It's fine. <laughs> do you want drunk Philadelphians to come up against angry Turkish? I don't Galatasaray want drunk Philadelphians fans. to come up against anybody. Guys, enough about point. drunk Philadelphians. We already had enough black eyes with Mike Scott, yeah. so none of that. Yeah, Chuck's oh. already on the show every week. So, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry. That's drunk. That's drunk Baltimore. Maury, what do you call yourselves? It, anyway, it is. Ju- Bal- Justin, you were you were gonna say something to hopefully get us on track. Maybe is there a track for this? Yeah. There no, really I was actually done. gonna. I was actually going to agree with you, which is like a rare instance on this podcast. I'm but, glad, finally. Um, I was going to agree with you. I think there's something about, I mean, I think the reason like a Crystal Palace friendly works is because the same fans that watch Chelsea and Manchester United and and Tottenham every week is they hear, they watch, Chris, you know, they watch those You're games familiar with Crystal Palace. Clubs, so they yeah. at least know yeah. like Zaha and some of these players that have come through Palace. So I think... You can do the same thing with bringing a team like Brighton or Aston Villa or, you know, some of these teams that are on the lower side of the Premier League or even the higher level championship teams who can come over and play because I think then you're looking at teams that people actually know the names of and they know, you know, even if somebody like, I don't know, like even if somebody is having a couple down years and they end up in League One, like I think next summer you bring Derby over and you're mm. like, hey, Wayne Rooney is the coach there. Like, you know, it's like, okay, you know, now yeah. people know who Derby County is. You know, right, right. So it's like, I think it's worth it to like invest in a little bit of a different uh, track. You know, bringing somebody like Benfica or bringing in like uh, some of those Spanish teams like Sevilla. Mm. You know, and these other teams that like. You know, Barcelona and Real Madrid are playing. Every I'm week, offended so. you guys didn't bring and up any Serie A teams. You know, they got some good soccer over there. Napoli yes. maybe would be cool. Forza Napoli. Uh, you know, Palermo. <laughs> Torino. Yeah, no. We get Torino. I would not okay. be opposed to Torino. Even like a Sassuolo. Or, Fior- or Fiorentina. Oh, that's that's tough. Well, shout, hey, shout out to Icarus. Yeah, uh, of course, shout out to Icarus for those uh, no-libs uh, Fiorentina mm-hmm. jerseys. And, of course, the views <laughs> yeah. from the bridge. Sexy-ass jerseys. Oof. Oof. Damn. Yeah. We don't even have to plug him because John did it for us. <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Let's go. Let's go. All for the, the brand. brand. <laughs> uh, all for the brand, indeed. Um, Do it for the bridge. <laughs> oh. The views from the bridge. The one, thi- the one thing I would just like to say real quick is yes, sure. with the... With drawing people out to the games, I mean, what does MLS mostly do? Like, smaller markets. They market the big player. Like, Montreal Impact, you couldn't talk anyone to going into that game, but then they signed Didier Drogba, and it's like, I know that guy. Yeah. I think maybe I'll go see him play. Like, it's the, it's what MLS primarily wants to do in general, is market their biggest players for each team. It's such an American. You know, so why pick just a team that's deemed pretty good... Because they spread around their ta- like their talents pretty good mm. across the board. Like they don't have that real draw of a star of some a recognizable name, and that's where I think Justin's right. Those smaller English teams, you know, do have names on them that are recognizable that people are watching on a weekly basis. So 
Well, I think that's just a really good formula for it. And, you know, Germany and Italy and France work too, you know? I was going to say, Ernst Tanner has a has a pretty big pool, like, actually, in Germany, apparently. So, like, it'd be really cool to see, like, even a St. Pauli, mm-hmm. um, you know, or, or Union Berlin or, or, or Köln or somebody come over. Like, that's that's a that's a draw, especially How St. would Pauli. we feel if we saw, like, RB Leipzig or RB Salzburg here? That's cool. not happening. No, but <laughs> you, you know, New York, you know the New York Red Bull would be like, nah, that ain't happening here. Yeah. Jesse I mean, Marsh would I'm, be like, guys, I'm, I need to get one over on the Union. Can we go there? I'm pretty uh, sure they already have friendlies between them. I was going to let you have the chance, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Hey guys, the the union are good at soccer this year. This is exciting. Yes. I don't know if we've mentioned that on the podcast. I just wanted to make have sure. Have we done? I don't know. The only don't first know. place team in Philly, guys. To let people know. Yeah. Before we get talking about the soccer, can we talk about Hispanic yes, heritage please. month? Though, we certainly we can. I, mean, since since we've, I guess we brought well, John please. on, and he's here. <laughs> no one does. <laughs> you want me to just? Chuck. I was going to ask you. I didn't breathe. have like a follow-up question. Do you want me to just dive in? Oh, cool, cool. Oh, you want to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, obviously, um, this month starts, you know, Hispanic Heritage Month Me is very dear to me. Uh, starts September 15th to October 15th. I know it's a little weird. It's, it's very unorthodox, but that's just how it was set up. Um, but, you know, one thing I have really stressed with the Philadelphia Union was attacking this month because, you know, it is it's really important for us Latinos here to celebrate our culture and honestly guys I finally feel like the union have actually made an attempt to reach us obviously we talked about the first step this this year which was the friendly with Pumas leading up to Spanish Heritage Month celebrating with the Mexican team but the union have a bunch of different events going on um, guys definitely um, if you guys could just there, put the link uh, for people to just find it uh, from the Philadelphia Union website, they have like a huge uh, like a panel there where you guys can check out everything they got going on. But just briefly, we have um, they're going to be down at the Mexican uh, International Parade, which will be down at Penn's Landing. That one's going to be on September fifteenth. That's ten to four o'clock. Penn's Landing, guys, it's going to be fun. Tacos, jarritos. Um, Mexican ranchera music. The, you guys are going to feel the real Mexican culture. Um, the union will be down there. So that's going to be fun. Uh, September 29th, guys, is really close to me. As Paul knows, my girlfriend is Puerto Rican. Uh, we have the Puerto Rican parade. It's always huge. Everyone comes out. We have a huge Puerto Rican uh, population here in Philadelphia. So they'll be out. And the union will also be out as well. Um, so that will be fun. I will definitely be down there for that one. That starts at 12 p.m. at um, Aikens Oval. Um, and then, obviously, Unity Cup, which has become a tradition here in Philadelphia. But the Union, yeah, yeah, the union will definitely try to implement the uh, Hispanic uh, heritage in there. Obviously, my Columbia, my FC Columbia will be in there. They're doing their thing right now. Um, so that's going to lead it all up. But... The last thing that really hit close to heart is um, trying to start the hashtag. Um, so instead of using dupe, like we all use always for tweeting out to the union, tweeting about the union, this month, guys, let's do hashtag vamos la U. V-A-M-O-S-L-A-U. Just something different. 
um, is something just talking to different Latinos who want to get into the union that they would feel they would connect a little bit more because some reason the union just don't re- doesn't really resonate with the Latinos. So changing it up, mm. hashtag vamos like you. But, you know, just as a diehard union fan who is a proud Latino, I'm really, really happy that the union are actually attempting to reach out to us because you guys know it, it's it's been a dark 10 years, not only on the pitch, but with the culture out, reaching out to the fans. So it's going to be a huge month, guys. I think that's awesome. I think as we... Um you know, as I've been thinking about doing this podcast ever since we got that question from you last week, I think it like, I think it's cool to think about, um, you know, it's sad in some instances to think about, we've had guys like Roger Torres on this team Mm. who like have had Hispanic heritage who we could have leaned into for this. And then like Marco comes and it's like, okay, like let's, let's do something for this. So it just seems like, I mean, it's cool that we're finally doing something. It's cool that the union is finally kind of trying to get involved in these things that are already happening in the community. They're not trying to create their own thing. They're not trying to do something on their own. They're trying to lean into the things that are already happening in the community, which is really mm-hmm, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they're able to finally do this, I think, is a yeah, really I mean, cool thing. They were out for uh, for Brazilian heritage. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a little bit early. I think that's like early August, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But that's huge, too. And I know they um, they debuted the uh, Hispanic flags yeah, on the numbers, yeah. which was really which I actually that was it's a nice little touch. I know that I think it's a league wide thing, so I'm not going to give Union like sole credit for that, but it's a it's a clever move. They're making a step, but you know that's all I asked. I'm yeah, just making sure. that step, and they're I think they're taking that big step here. Mm. Yeah, and you're going to get people who are going to say like you know now. They have to keep doing more. They have to keep doing. Like, it, it's been, John can probably attest to it, almost non-existent yeah. on their front for the good part of this club's history. You know, and they have to be able to reach out to that on a weekly, like on a weekly basis, just like their fans on their regular Twitter page. You know, if it keeps them engaged and in with what's going on, you know, that's important. Yeah. You know, it's important to try to get that draw. Yeah, dude, and that because. It's only going to help. It's only going to help your organization. And oh, it's only going to help the entire soccer culture in the city grow. Of course, and that's and that's kind of what I do. That's why I do what I do, guys. You know, I you know, Paul and Chuck have hung out with me. I was born here and I was raised here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I know how this city works, but you know, I never you know stretch away from my Latino side. I'm a proud Colombian, and I always <coughs> implement that in everything I do. And I just want to bring everyone together. Latinos, Philadelphia, everyone in Philly, we're all one. You know, there's no, there's no separation. We're all one. So, it's just all we, it's all we want to do. We're all blue and gold. <laughs> Indeed. I mean, at the very least, everyone has red bull. Amen. True. Okay. <laughs> before we, before we move on from this topic. Guys, yeah. I just want to touch yeah. upon what I am wearing today. So on this podcast, guys, you can't yeah. see, but I'm wearing my uh, Colombian club's jersey, America de Cali. Last night, we had the Derby of Cali. That is where my family resides, and it was between America de Cali and Deportivo de Cali, two of the biggest clubs in Colombia, and mm-hmm. my Red Devils prevailed, and we are the kings of Cali for right now. Just had to point that out there because, you know, it's a huge celebration, and it's worldwide soccer news. 
it's just it's awesome in general, just because like these things get, they're so huge oh. where, they are, where they're at, and it's like this sport is just so universal in general that like that is a huge deal yeah. over there with those two. If players. you guys want to watch a good highlight, look that up for sure, because it was it was wild in South Cali last night. It was wild. Damn, dude. Were you guys watching in a bar? Or I was you... keeping an eye on on my phone. Um, it's so here in the United States, it's kind of hard to watch Columbia games. So you got to hopefully no one's no, the feds aren't listening, but you got to go through illegal sites to watch Colombian games. Oh, you mean your your cable provider? <laughs> Comcast, Xfinity. That's all. Right, so right. Um, it gets a little difficult, and obviously the service isn't the best. So I, you know, just keep an eye on my on my phone with the score trackers. Uh, watch the highlights later, you know. But, you know, just the fact that we won. Huge. 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 <laughs> uh, guys, do we have to play LAFC next? Yes! Yeah, yes, we I do. think we do. Oh, okay. I mean, literally, I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad yes, Don's positive. Is, yeah. is Carl, needed another positive person on Okay, I, I'm sorry. Didn't someone get dragged by Tallahassee Union for last week for being too negative? I think it the was Atlanta, I did, I the did. Atlanta right. win right. doesn't matter. That was the, yeah. that was the biggest oh, quiz roll. Which is... Which is not what I said, but okay, <laughs> you 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 were quoted as saying I, that the Atlanta win doesn't matter. I was matter. quoted as saying, but we all know how quotes work in, in journalism. I, also, in I, I think the quote is actually winning against Atlanta doesn't matter. Mm. That was more the extent of it. It's a start. We'll put it that way. Anyway, okay. So uh, in theory, LAFC shouldn't be an issue. Should not. This is the thing. Mm. But hey, this game is this game is a throwaway game to me, sort of. Mm-hmm. In the sense that it doesn't. Uh, again, it's like the same thing, kind of as last week. It doesn't. <laughs> he was almost about to go. say it. He almost said yeah. it. It doesn't matter. You it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> matter. Just say it. Come on. None just of this. Say it. You'll feel better. Just say it. Until we win MLS Cup, these games don't matter. But I'll say yes. it that way. Like I literally don't care what happens over the next five games, mm-hmm. as long as we get into the playoffs. But, and if we get in the playoffs, then those games. But matter. Justin, don't you want to be the team that caused LAFC to go on a three-game winless streak? Sure. Are we going to do that? <laughs> Potentially. What? Are they on a two-game winless I'm streak? Sorry. How they, did I get labeled the negative? They one here? they are on a two-game winless streak. Um, they are they, full. Okay, well then, great. We get them on a three-game winning streak. But then when they beat us five to nothing in MLS Cup, everybody's gonna go, "Look, we would beat them back in August." Like, who cares? We beat them in September. <laughs> we didn't beat them in November when it mattered. But it's like that's my that's my problem with this. Is like we can't put so much weight on these games that it's like, oh yeah, beating Atlanta and beating LAFC in almost consecutive weeks mm-hmm. means the Union are for real. Okay, well when we lose our first round playoff game, then all of a sudden we're not for real. That's my problem, is mm. we can't put so much weight on these games that it's like, oh, this proves that we're for real. Nothing proves that we're for real until we do something I mean, in the playoffs. But you can, then that proves that we're for real. But you can also put merit on the idea that they're acquiring enough talent on a roster to be able to beat an LAFC in their home stadium and finish near the top of the East so that next year you're not saying, like, I wonder where the Union are going to finish. No, you're going in pretty confident that they're now a pretty serious team that you have to look out for in the East because they have a competent GM and they have 
a right way that they're spending their money and finding these talent and getting these homegrown kids to produce and eventually go on. I mean, I get the notion that these games truly, truly, truly matter in general. I get that, Justin. But, like, you need to be able to beat these bigger teams to prove that you can operate as a professional soccer club and develop a roster that can go out there and beat your competition at any level of it. And in recent, in years past, the union haven't been able to do that. They've always had incomplete rosters. There's always been glaring issues across this team that just simply couldn't be ignored. But now you're looking at a full, deep union roster that is going into a game against a team that three months ago shouldn't have even been put in the same conversation as. And there's a fighting chance that they're going to beat them, which is a testament to what the Philadelphia Union are doing as a team. The wins are also huge because it, you know, builds confidence in these guys. These guys feel that they can beat Atlanta. You know, come playoff time, we have to play Atlanta again. They know they can do it, so why not just do it again? I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm not sitting here saying that it doesn't matter for anything. I'm not saying there's not ways in which this is important to do. I think it is important to beat Atlanta and 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 so that if we play them again in the playoffs, it's like okay, we've done this once, we can do it again. Um, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it doesn't. I'm not saying that there's not ways in which it matters. I just it doesn't matter standings wise what happens right now. And okay, it doesn't. To me, it doesn't matter. I mean everything matters in how we play right like if we get beat five to nothing and look like the worst team in mls doing it then i go okay that's a problem that we're losing five nothing and and we look bad doing it if we look pretty good and we lose two to one i go okay fine like that was the best team in mls and yes they had to come all the way across the country but it's still the best team in mls um, and so if we play pretty well and show pretty well and don't win the game, that's okay with me. It's just it, what matters to me right now is, yes, playing pretty well. The results themselves don't exactly matter to me because we've already clinched our playoff spot. But, yes, you don't want to be the team that limps into the playoffs and loses your last five games and still you know, finishes seventh when you could have won a couple of those games and finished second or first or third. You know, like it just... I mean, obviously the results matter in some way. I just don't think this proves that this team is for real yet until we get to the games that actually prove. You know what this game reminds me of? Back, Remember guys back in, I don't know if we're all football fans here, but back in 07 when the Giants and the Patriots met up in that last game. You guys remember that? And the mm-hmm. Patriots were trying to go undefeated. And what did the Giants do? They didn't shy from them. They punched them in the mouth gave them a game they didn't win but we all know that that game gave the Giants the confidence to go on the run and beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl now this is a match this is the best team that the Union are going to face this is the best team in the MLS right here and they're coming into our place you know talent energy is going to be rocking you know Hispanic Heritage Month, like we just said I do not doubt it it's going to be absolutely bonkers so I want to see the Union Give a freaking game. If we lose, if we tie, I'm not going to be mad. But I want to see a complete performance mm-hmm. from the Philadelphia Union. And I, I can't be mad at that. I can't be. 
Mm-mm. And I think Jim Curtin's been really, really good at getting his guys mentally focused for these bigger games. Hell yeah. And I think that's a testament to him as a coach because in those smaller ones where you end up losing against RSL or, you know, Minnesota punches you in the mouth, I, I get or not Chicago fully <laughs> on. Yeah, they saw it. Um, <laughs> but these bigger ones, you know, like he is that dude you want to hear in movies hyping up your favorite team, you know? Like you want Jim yeah. Curtin to be the guy who's pumping you up before a game because he knows what the stakes are and he's just, uh, he's good at his freaking job just in that regard. And the man's a Philadelphian. He's, an un- he's a natural born underdog. Yeah. He gets it. Yeah, he gets it. I don't want anyone. I also I don't want anyone thinking that I'm sitting here going like, "Oh, I'm not gonna celebrate if the union win." Like now you know how I feel. Ah, you're right. Be careful. You're all right. I get it. Pedal too hard, you fall out of your seat there, Justin. Yeah, Justin. The goal. Oh, breaking news: the goalposts are moving. Oh my god! The goalposts aren't moving at all. <laughs> I don't know. The goalposts have I'm never looking moved. At the live feed right now, and it looks like it's yeah, moving yeah. a little bit. Oh, I'm The goalpost doesn't move one bit. Listen, my, my contacts I, in Winnipeg have said that they've moved the goalposts out of fear that people fall from where they used to be. Word. All right, guys. The one thing, obviously, mm. um, we are yeah. all worried about with this game is Mr. Carlos Velita. Now, what's his status? Yeah. Is he 100 percent yet, or? I think he's no single, idea. but... Um, he hasn't played for Mexico. What? God damn I think they're just being oh, super cautious, me. and unfortunately, he's going to be back for this game. So it's going to be huge on our right side, where he's a left. He's a, He plays right... Oh, he plays right. Every, he's ev- everything. He plays wherever he's, he pleases. He's, he plays he's going to play on the weakest side of the field and the weakest defender on the field. No, don't you dare weird. say it. No! Yeah, he might just end up putting Regas in the body bag. Well, the, th- the thing is, like, F- like physically, just half of LAFC can already do that. Well, yeah. Yeah, honestly, it would. You know who probably it would can't probably do that? More... Walker Zimmerman. He's probably not can that good with the ball. This? I probably think it would be better for LAFC to play Vela on a different <laughs> side and just throw like Rossi over there because he could probably if, I mean, do the same thing as well. What if they play They're going to play Bella centrally. Yeah. Their best team has him centrally. You got Latif, you got Latif there, too? It's not as striking. It's, it's, he's not a striker. Yeah. He's not a, he's not a striking. <laughs> Mark, God, Mark Anthony is going to, to have the game of his life. I was unfortunately thinking about complete performances and a striker that the mm. union has that cannot turn in one and who would be useful in this game if he could help, and that's Andrew Wooten. Mm. I'll tell you, there was one takeaway from that Pumas game. Yeah. His finishing is yeah. not that good. Scored. But he he's missed the weakest header of all time. Get, get the hell out of my yeah. face. He also hasn't been playing, though, hi- either. The, hi- the highlight reel was Wooten missing everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was well, like every other player. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the punt handed off. I mean, it definitely tells you something when in the Atlanta game, uh, Kirchner went with Santos over Vooten as a sub. Paid off. And we haven't seen Santos in how long. And from the friendly, it looks like he'll do that again. Yeah, especially you know if it's not if it's not going his way in the first half, he switches up the formation, tries to spread him out a little more. You definitely throw Santos on that left side, you know, just to kind of stretch them out. But it, this game's going to be one in the midfield, man. We, it's got to be just perfect from them. You know, you got Bedoya coming back, nice and I fresh, nice and fresh. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think he comes out hungry. He wants to do it, especially in his home stadium. So this is going to be. It's gonna be epic. This is gonna be an aggressive game. Did, did, did this like game this get flexed? Really do they? Dirty. Did this game get flexed? I don't know. Not no, I don't currently. think it got flexed yet. I don't think it will. Yeah, it's a shame. I don't think it does because the Union aren't a big enough name. I think yeah. maybe the Union NYCFC game gets flexed. Yes. Oh, definitely. Well, well, guys. Uh, well, guys. Obviously, we're gonna get flexed over Georgia Tech in Week Four. So. Oh, true story. <laughs> Our resident college football expert and SEC phenom, Evan Valala. Yeah, Reggie. Always plug him. Always (laughs) plug him. Come on, the Yellow Jackets, you know. Um, Yeah, I I think uh, uh, I'll I'll get it. I'm glad that I didn't talk much. That's a needed thing for everybody. Uh, I think the three remaining games against the Eastern Conference teams you have are of more importance to you than getting results against LA or San Jose. Doesn't mean you can't play well. Yeah. Doesn't mean you should. Oh, I say that and I get dragged, and then Evan says that, and it's like, oh yeah, sure. Um, This game doesn't matter results wise. Not not the corner. It was. It's exactly what you said. You just said you don't need results as long as you play well. well. I want. I want a result in every game that's not LAFC. There you go. I want a result against LAFC. I'll take two points in the next two weeks. Ooh. I, I want Justin gonna, to pick we, a are side. Are we going to do it over under again? Yeah, Justin, what's the over under for the next two games? <laughs> next two games? Or, yeah. or do we want to just do the next five? Uh, I can't mm, I can't math that well and I get to talk to you in between now and next five weeks. I don't know what I'm going to have for breakfast tomorrow. I can't, uh, yeah. I can't think that far. Do the, next, do the next two. So, gentlemen, uh, home against LAFC, away uh, at Red Bull. How many? Uh, we'll, uh, we'll set the over-under at three? It's got to be like three and a half. Uh, uh, or two and a half. Well, we'll okay, so I completely forgot we're playing Red Bull. Yeah. So we're getting four yeah. points in the next two games. We're drawing LAFC, and there's there's no yeah. way in hell we are losing to that energy drink team. No way. Yeah. I don't think we lose that game either. I like four. I like four a lot. I also like three. I was going to say three. <laughs> I'm being sad. So would you end up setting? Yeah. Would you end up setting the over under at two point five? Yeah. Yeah. This one's a little too easy. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so gonna. T- we're all gonna take the over. I'll take the I'm over. Taking the over. Well, yeah. Give me the over. Fine, three and a half. Make it harder. No, no, it's already set. It's no, already I'm set. changing the odds. <laughs> I'm taking the under at three and a half, but I'm taking the over at two. Talk and about half. moving goalposts, jeez. Yeah, Paul. What? I'm moving the line. 
You're moving the goalpost so much, it's like having the field goal thing on top of a soccer net. <laughs> All right, three points. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, so. yeah. Does anybody, um, I, I suppose we'll, for the benefit of our listeners, our dear, dear, sweet listeners, do we have listener questions, by the way? Uh, we had a, four, we had a uh, lineup. You want to look at Justin's uh, response from me? <laughs> okay. Oh, oh boy. Do I? You do. Am I gonna be able to find it that quickly? I don't think I'm gonna be able to find it that quickly. Does anybody else have uh, have closing thoughts before we get out of here? I would like to hear everybody's answer to the question that was asked by mm-hmm. was a brotherly game that said, "What was the t- what was the player that made oh. you fall in love with the union?" Fall. Yeah, they said. Uh, because well, that was piggybacking off of a off of a question from somebody that was uh, what player made you fall in love with soccer? So it made you fall, exactly made you fall in love with the union. Um, Jeez, Andrew, uh, Andrew, yeah, Andrew Wenger, no, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Austin Bear, uh, Antoine Hoppano, Jack McInerney. Zach Pfeffer, Erica York. Oh, shit. Uh, I'm going through the whole rosters. I'm um, running down names that it's not so I can get okay. closer to names that it is. Well, while, yeah. while you're trying to wrap that together, I'll share yeah. an actual story. Okay, great. Um, it's Fabinho. Mm. Um, I, because I was already following the union at the time because I became... A union follower when I moved up to Philly for college because I mm-hmm. hate DC sports teams. Um, As you should. So do DC United. <laughs> you had to bring it up. <laughs> I I got a chance, so that's good. Cool. How does DC United's page root for the Ravens over the Redskins? Are I, you bleeping kidding me? I'm Are not, you kidding me? They, yourself. They, they wanted to root for the winning team, but let me continue uh, with true. my story. Yeah, go on. Um, sorry, this, this was at the um, Open Cup Final against Sporting Kansas City. One of three? or What? Which which one? Um, I think that was the, that was the second one. Two of three. Because okay. yeah. Seattle was first. Right. Um... And so at the end of the game, like Fabinho came up to my friend and I and while crying, apologized for the loss. Oh no. Oh, that's so real. Damn. Uh, I felt that. Then he did it again in next year. He just kind of yeah, next year. Next year. <laughs> you see him in the hallway. It's like, what the hell, man? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's okay. Just... Uh, Brian Kerr. All right. Okay. Don't you hold shit. All right. So you want to do your taxes? Yeah, man. Josh, you gone? Are you? Uh. Or I Paul? Mean, yeah, Paul. It's simple. It's the two. Yeah, that's. Mm. Dude's just a big guy. It's, it's hard. Game it's really hard not yeah, to go with the two. Yeah, it's really tough. I mean, uh, Latou, obviously you can go Latou, but obviously you guys know for me, you know, 
seeing Colombians in Philadelphia meant everything. But, you know, seeing Fray Mandragón, you know, in town, and well, sorry, back then, PPL Park, um, you see a, a legit, like, when you think of, like, Colombian goalkeepers, you could put him, like, number three or four all time. Mm. And seeing him in my backyard, guys, that that really was awesome. You know, I would put on back then. I, we were like on CSN, right, Comcast Sports Network, and I would put the I would put the games on, and you know, seeing Mandragon between the pipes was absolutely real. And his impact, guys, we were a terrible defense at those times. And when Mandragon came in, guys, yeah. we were like middle of the pack, and that's that was a lot to do with him. And he made the MLS All Star game that year, so that to me was a player that really really cemented my fandom with the Philadelphia Union. Um I yeah I already tweeted mine obviously um so people may have seen it. Uh mine was two, uh two different players. So mine was I loved Roger Torres. Loved everything about Roger Torres. I agreed with you on that one. Thought he always needed more minutes than what he got, um, and I think that was a Dude, problem. Dude, he has our first then. assistant uh, franchise and then my, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then my second one, my second one was Keon yes, Daniel. Yes, thank Keon. you for that. Um, yes, when I he, loved him. When he left the, I was so disappointed when he left or whatever happened to him, mm. and he just kind of disappeared. Um, I actually like, literally would watch Trinidad yes. and Tobago games just yes. to watch him play, um, and so he was he was my other one. Um, and then my my wife really loved Shane and Williams, and so those were our like three players Boom. that when we would go watch games, like those were the three players that we would like really look out for nice. and watch. And stuff. You want to talk about some real FIFA rating sure. crimes, Keon Daniels. Back in the day, I would play with him on FIFA, and I was like, how the hell is he at 64? Bump him up, man. Come on. Uh, also, as someone, that's, as someone that's partial to Ginger's, uh, big ups to everyone's favorite Venezuelan, Fernando de Sigueta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. Remember? Remember? Yeah, we I remember. remember. I do remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. Got fouled 800 times a game, got two calls. It's great. Yeah, he's make, he's doing his thing in Mexico now. He he had a huge comeback year last year with us in America de Cali, and he got sold to Morielas in Mexico. So he's doing he's doing his thing Boom. for real. Damn, man. I love it, killing it. I love it. Good for him. Anyway, all right. So our only listener question was from uh, Justin Friedberg. Uh, he asked, "What formation and lineup do you think is likely for the matchup this weekend?" We already. Talked about it a little bit, but what does everybody think? 11 at the back. <laughs> Just do it. Can't play the counter. Uh, this is tough. Half of Cincinnati's team to us. Uh, to us? No. no, no, no this no, is no. tough. We, well, they only have defenders on their team. Our U18s are better than Cincy right now. I do not want anybody from that godforsaken club on our team. Uh, all I wanted was Cincinnati trash talk. Thank you for giving me that. That's great. Uh... I mean, I think <laughs> you're talking to a you're talking to a Pittsburgh Riverhounds fan. Like you're gonna get Cincy's trash yeah. talk every time Cincy comes up. <laughs> That's why I instigated. It. <laughs> uh, I think you go with the diamond at this game. Just put Bedoya and Montero next to each other and just go go know, ham, wreak havoc, just run at them, 
High press. If you're gonna if you're gonna do that, who runs the point and who plays second striker? Uh, you're gonna go with Aronson. I don't think Fabian should see this game, not even as a sub. I don't think it's oh. the best move to throw him against him. I don't know about that, Paul. Oh, not even as a sub. Wow. Nope. I wasn't even going to be that I don't that know about that, Paul. I want to I um, want to see Mexico versus Mexico. I don't want Nah, dude. I want to see I want to see Montero shifted up at some point and then you throw Craval in there to bolster a little bit and then you can do your offensive substitutions through Elsino and Santos. Um, and I think you give Pico a chance to try to sneak in behind the back line. Um but no, I no Fabian. I agree with the Fabian not starting, but I am keeping the four two three one for this one and running Montero at the ten, Aronson on the wing, Pico on the other side and let Shabilka run at the back line and see what happens. Like what do you have to lose but to play this lineup for a third straight game and see if it really is the key to unlocking teams heading into the playoffs? I like Chuck's answer better than my answer. So <laughs> what gonna... that guy said. <laughs> what, what Chuck said is much better. I, I mean, guys, like, I would like to go uh, 4 2 3 1 just because it's been so effective the past couple uh, matches. But you've seen uh, Jim Kirchin in big matches just change things up and throw something that you would not expect. I do think we go with the 4-4-2. I think we do go with Marco. I think we bring the fresh young legs out in the second half. Brandon coming in for Marco. I think Jameer will and Ali will start at the shuttles. Um, and I think we will see uh, Fafa and Casper up top. But uh, yeah, high press. You know, be physical with these guys too, man. Like, don't don't let this team get intimidate you like that that's one thing i just don't want to see cuz we have seen that especially against elite western conference teams punch them in the mouth off the bat let's go guys yeah i mean i um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah just John's man, got me ready to run through no, the wall and just no, no, like well, I do. logistically no 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 for sure no, I mean, I think, I think, uh, my only, I mean, I think Brendan and, and Kai have, have kind of found some sort of rhythm over there at times. So I think that that's a, a partnership that you want to lean into a little bit. I think that's a pretty attacking partnership. I just don't know, like, if you do that, who you play on the other side of the field. Um, and so that's my problem with that whole, whole situation. Um, I do, I do like the idea of the diamond in this game, although I do like also like the idea of Craval seeing the field at some point yeah. in this game. Um, so I don't know how you I don't know how you make both of those happen, but I do think we should I do I do think we should attack this game. This should not be a game that we try to hit on the counter. This should be a game that we go try to get an early goal uh, and just see what happens. That's that's the beauty of it too, guys. Like we got options. Like I don't, it's it's tough to come up with this lineups because you know there's a couple guys who can actually start in this match. Mm-hmm. It just shows how hard Jim Curtin's job really is. Yeah. <laughs> Coach of the year. Well, Amen. He'll have a chance to beat the other two candidates in the coming weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. 
And the guy that'll win it. So now there are extra implications. No. No, not at all. It doesn't make these no. games matter anymore, according it's to our own Justin Almedia. Ashcraft. It's still probably Almedia. It's still Almedia. This game matters. <laughs> this game matters so much, man. <laughs> hey, you know what else matters? Mm-hmm. Having your our opinions Twitter heard on this show. And you can do that by going to our Twitter, at VFTVPod, and uh, slapping that button where you write a tweet at us. Or get in our DMs, whichever you'd like. Uh, many people do it. Justin does it a lot. Not you, Justin. Justin Freiberg, Justin. Uh, Tallahassee Union are, are big fans of dragging one of us every week for being too negative, so I can't wait to see who they, they elect. Uh, it's going to be me again. It's yeah, it'll fine. be you it again. Matter. I'm really excited Guys, for it. Guys, it goes down in the DMs. Um, it, it, does. it does. Well, no, actually, it's really nice. People like to drag us publicly, which I'm okay with. Uh, Shout out know. to Gary Lewis for being really angry at us and but then I'm just kind of for us polite about it. it. I'm just happy yeah, that I, other Twitter accounts are going ahead and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we're what? not happy anyone's being gone at on Twitter. No, we want beef here at BFTB Pod. Do we? All right. Yes. Well, there you give, go. Give Come us get your beef. some USDA prime cut. Give us your Argentinian churrasco. Oh, there you go. Sorry. <laughs> That would have been much better. <laughs> I'm not even gonna pretend like I've had that before and know how. Good Guys, it is. I legit had some at the Eagles tailgate yesterday. I was in heaven. I That's was amazing. in heaven. Hey, Parcero, uh, where can people find you on the Guys, the follow me on Twitter: L E L Parcero P A R C E R O Philly, and same thing on Instagram. Guys, let's talk. Let's talk Duke. Let's talk Philly sports. Let's talk soccer. Let's do it. Yeah, holler at your man if you see him wearing yes. a sombrero. He might let you try oh, it out. Oh, absolutely. Hey, we're all parceros. We're all parceros. Anyway, until next week when we do something against LAFC, we'll uh, see you up. Later. See it. Later. Thanks for listening to another episode of Views from the Bridge, a Philadelphia Union podcast. As always, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are a proud part of the Beautiful Game Network. BGN is a network of soccer podcasts, writing, and other great content. Go check them out at bgn.fm. You can find us on social media at BFTBpod on both Twitter and Facebook. Go check us out there, leave us a note, and ask questions. That is at VFTBpod on both Twitter and Facebook. Head over to iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to the show, and please leave us a review. For the Views from the Bridge podcast, Evan Valella, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft. Later. Later.